Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And I'm Garrett. Yes, Garrett is joining us again via Skype. And we're here today to talk about an old favorite of my childhood. It's a film from 1980. It's called Midnight Madness. And Matt's going to tell us about it. Yeah, it's a favorite of my childhood as well. <laughs> Although um, we hadn't seen it for about probably 35 years. Right. Uh, we, we didn't see it theatrically, but we saw it a lot on, you know, probably HBO or whatever channel was showing it then. Uh, but Midnight Madness, um, it stars a cornucopia of <laughs> old late 70s, early 80s um, stars like David Naughton, who's probably um, most famous for doing the American Werewolf in London. Uh, movie back or in the, I think or the Dr Pepper commercials. Dr Pepper commercials. If you are of a certain age and remember <laughs> those, um, it's got Michael J Fox, who you know, um, Back to the Future, right, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And he he's in this. Uh, and I was reading afterward they they wanted someone who was at least eighteen but looked fifteen because he plays uh, David Naughton's younger brother. So he is in this as well. <laughs> Stephen First, who um, I remember from the old Saint Elsewhere show. And um, a whole bunch of other people. So Eddie Deason, mm-hmm. who was playing nerds uh, <laughs> way back in the seventies in movies like uh, The Grease, right? Grease. Yeah. And I want to hold your hand. And this and and other films. Uh, and Irene Tedrow, who I, I gave a shout out to when I saw her show up in this movie because I used to watch old Dennis the Menace reruns uh, <laughs> back in the eighties when I was growing up, and she was Mrs. I forget what her name was, but she was. Not a nice lady in those, and she was not a nice lady um, in this movie. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't even talked about the movie yet. So, uh, Midnight Madness is basically a treasure hunt movie. Um, it, I guess these are, are these supposed to be high school? No, these are college students. And the, one of them, who uh, he just dreamt up this treasure hunt across, I think it's Los Angeles. And uh, there's a prize at the end. And so, it takes place overnight. Starts at like dusk and goes until dawn, and it's a group of uh, different colored teams, like yellow team, blue team, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's a bunch of college students racing around uh, Los Angeles, trying to find clues to the next location, and then ultimately to the prize. So yeah, what'd you think of it, Garrett? So, all right, <laughs> Matt texted me and like specifically said, "Hey, Ashley and I want." you to review this movie with us i never heard of it i never seen it and i thought it'd be really interesting just go sight unseen no previews no nothing and i just thought of oh yeah men actually know me this is probably <laughs> like a superhero movie or a scary movie and i lean towards scary movie midnight man this could be a horror movie all right call me blown away i did not know any of this would happen and i gotta tell you i have so many questions (laughs) they they all revolve just about all of them revolve around leon leon is the guy who organized the game Mm. uh first how does he have these legion of really attractive women working for him (laughs) how does everyone know him why does he come up with these games what makes him so charming Uh, you know so now, here's the thing. The way they set up and tell the story is actually pretty cool. You know, it's a little suspenseful. Who's going to win? Uh, it reminded me a lot of the, the early 2000s movie Rat Race, even though mm-hmm. that one is a lot more vulgar than this one. This is a lot more wholesome. It's a Disney movie. Uh, yeah. But uh, 
there there was some laughs. Um, I also have. I think it, he was played by uh, Stephen First. So many questions about his character. Like, how did he bag that hot girlfriend? <laughs> Why, when his dad is tired with how lazy he is, he says, "You need to play this game." Honestly, though, with the game, do you got? Was there a prize? You guys said there was a prize. I don't remember why they were doing this. Well, I was trying to remember that actually when I was talking about it just now, um, and we just watched it a couple weeks ago, two three weeks yeah. ago. What what was the prize? I don't know. Was there a cash prize? Maybe. Well, they were. They, they were fighting over it. I mean, they were. Yeah, know. they were. They, I mean, they, it was very competitive. But I mean, can I give away the ending? It's a forty year old movie. <laughs> sure. Um, the movie ends when the team crosses the finish line. So they're all celebrating. You know, I don't know. They didn't show them like parading around with some prize. It just ended. I thought so, that they there was a scene in the lobby, right? So this all ends in a hotel, and there's a scene in the lobby afterward where they they're taking photographs together or mm-hmm. something. And I honestly don't remember what the prize was. There was something. Yeah, uh, I don't know why these people felt they had to play this game. I don't know what the prize was, but <laughs> they all did. They all played and they participated. Like they went all out. So, yeah, my thoughts are, you know what? You guys said you watched it as kids. I can see how you guys as children just, you know, giggling hysterically. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. I thought was interesting for me anyway was that there's several movies that I liked as a kid and that I'll rewatch as an adult mm-hmm. decades later and I'm like, oh my gosh, this sucks. Like, this is not a good movie. <laughs> but this one I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, like I said, it had been about 35 years and um, I just thought it was great. I totally, totally loved it. We It was a Friday night during quarantine and we just we, we, we had pizza and it was great. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it too. I mean, it's it's dated in in ways. Uh, there's, you know, the groups we kind of, we haven't really talked about, but the groups are kind of divided up by stereotypes. Mm-hmm. There's there's the group of nerds. There's the group of jocks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the you know the kind of normal people group. I mm-hmm. think, and then I'm not sure what the red group is. Were they like? Well, there were there were sorority girls, but then there, there was some. And other stereotypes, like two of the red team were these uh, twins who were very overweight, and a lot of humor was made kind of at their expense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that kind of stuff is dated. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I was kind of, I always kind of expect that kind of thing when I'm watching an older movie, so I just kind of rolled with it. Um, I don't know. I, I like movies <laughs> where this is kind of a little subgenre where groups of people are. Um, racing to get somewhere or to get something. Yeah. You, you mentioned Rat Race. Um, there's, of course, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, which is probably the best example. And then um, a movie that I really like, What's Up, Doc, is very has similar elements. Really? Yeah. I've avoided that because it's a Barbara Streisand movie, but maybe I should give it a chance. No, I love What's Up, Doc. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's giving me the next one we review. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed watching them, you know, race all over Los Angeles. I mean, it's just... It's very kind of screwball comedy, and um, yeah, and it's fun to see Michael J. Fox, and I think his first American film role, anyway. Was it? Okay. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he looks super young. Yeah. And there's some interesting cameos. Paul Rubens shows up as a very... Pee Wee Herman. As a very Pee Wee Herman-like character. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, this... I was reading about Eddie Deason. Uh, so I was reading about this article. I read this article after we watched it. 
uh, it was actually about wh- where are they now? Like the, the stars of Midnight Madness. Um, whatever you do, don't don't read about um, Joel Kenny. Uh, who, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Joel Kenny? Uh, what, I won't even talk about it here. Whatever you do, don't read about him though. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I was reading about Eddie Deason, who has actually had some really serious health problems lately. He's actually got his own website, um, so if you want to check, he, he's doing regular updates there about his health. Um, but he's one of the nerds, uh, anyway. Um, but he was in a movie that I had completely forgotten about until reading about it just now. Uh, it was called. Um, uh, Million Dollar Mystery. It came out in 1987. I'd never seen it, I don't think. Mm. Um, but I remember when it was out. And the, and it had a gimmick. Apparently it was a terrible movie and it bombed at the box office. But the the it was a, um, a another treasure hunt movie. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick was the movie studio was giving away a million dollars in real life. And they had clues. And they, and they had the million dollars hidden. But not really. They didn't really have it physically hidden. But they, they, there was a place, a real-life place, that they said it was at. You had to... They gave you clues. And whoever figured it out first got a million dollars. And somebody did. She won. And it was... Uh, I guess it was in the bridge of the nose of the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Uh, it's where it was supposedly hidden. So, and there was a movie about Million that? Dollar Mystery. Okay. Yeah. And let me guess, he played a nerd. I have not seen it. He... I really like Eddie Deason. I don't know. I, <laughs> this sounds kind of sad, but I kind of identified with him a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I remember he's he's most famous as as Eugene in in Greece. But he played that same character in in several movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what other thoughts do you have, Garrett? Well, I will have to say that um, probably my favorite parts of the movie is like the stars that I did recognize. So, uh, Michael J. Fox is in it. Uh, what I find really funny about the marketing of this. <laughs> uh, so I, there's no way they knew what kind of star Michael J. Fox would be, uh, when this movie came out. And when I started looking up the movie, just about all the posters had Michael J. Fox front and center. And he's a medium character at best in this movie. True, <laughs> but it's right. like, hey, this is the one Michael P. Keaton's in. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, you guys said uh, Paul Rubin, and he. Uh, this is before anything Pee Wee, so Pee Wee's Playhouse or any of the movies. Uh, so what I find really funny is this movie is very much a product of its time. It starts off with, you know, this musical montage that just about every late 70, early eighties movie had. And it was a, it's an original song too. I don't think that song, I think it's called midnight madness. Yeah. Uh, and then it's rather, uh, rather catchy. It's like every man in the late seventies, early eighties, you can see this in my parents and all their friends' wedding photos <laughs> have the exact same, just long wavy haircut. <laughs> it's just, it's very queen essential. Um, I don't know what the age demographic is, but if you were getting married or graduating college in the late seventies and early eighties, this will be like a nostalgic hit for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, to answer your earlier questions with the hypo- this is my hypothesis about, well, for example, how did the, the 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 game master? How did he have um, those two? I think he has two women that were very, very beautiful, uh, dangling off of him. I don't know. That's just kind of like a male fantasy, right? A straight male fantasy that you know. And and I don't think that I think that men who are 
not in that league, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't care. Like they'll just write themselves a, a, <laughs> a way where they have women uh, that are very beautiful hanging off of them, and I, I think it's you know. It's, yeah, that's like when Joseph Gordon-Lovett wrote, direct his own movie, like Scarlett Johansson was his girlfriend. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, And Stephen so, First's character was rich. I think that's why he had not only uh, a girlfriend that was really beautiful, but also these, these, these weird, I wouldn't even call them friends, but they these weird guys hanging around him that I think just hung around him because he was rich, right? Yeah, th- that was very much like the Animal House group, uh, the, the the burnouts. Yes, yeah. they uh, they're all kind of dumb and lazy, and uh, I, I actually and he played think, every stereotype. Yeah, I actually think that group, the blue group with the the burnouts, and I, th- I actually think that they were the funniest, in my opinion, just for pure comedy. I think some of the other groups, you know, there's attempts at comedy, but it's kind of corny. But I thought the blue group was actually successful. Um, a lot of their their one-liners and they're just so stupid um. <laughs> yeah but yeah the thing with leon is like everyone knew leon it didn't matter like everyone on campus knew leon uh, the second he came on everyone just goes leon <laughs> <laughs> and like even the old people in his uh apartment complex they all knew him like he's just <laughs> he's a very popular guy yeah yeah yeah, I love how the whole apartment building shows up and gets involved in the in the race too. Yeah, um, you know we were talking about Michael J. Fox earlier. This reminds me. This if out of any of the podcasts that we do, this will be my probably only opportunity to bring this up. This <laughs> little bit of Matt trivia. But when I was in, I think it was middle school, I would hang out. We would have times where we would be able to go hang out in the school library, and I would just be away from everybody else because I couldn't stand anyone, and I would be reading um like teen magazines right and one of them was talking about michael j fox and it talked about how uh his middle initial actually is a (laughs) and i was just seeing on wikipedia it is andrew michael andrew fox but they said he changed it to j because he didn't want all the girls saying michael's a fox (laughs) 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 and i uh I remember rolling, both rolling my eyes then and also thinking to myself, well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, yeah. That's my bit of Michael J. Fox trivia. Yeah. Well, that's Midnight Madness. It has no critic score on the tomato meter, uh, strangely enough. Uh, it has a 70% audience score, though, with over 3,000 uh, ratings. And what would you guys have expected at the time? Uh, for one, did this even get to theaters? And if it did, what kind of sensation do you think this movie was? I have no idea. I don't remember. Well, I was probably too young to remember it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I just remember it on cable. I think it's one of those that didn't do so well in the theater, but thanks to cable, got a lot of viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know Ebert reviewed it, right? We looked, We saw his review. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he did. I don't know. <laughs> so I think it was released the, uh, theatrically, but not a hit. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. I, I I don't think I would imagine critics. Uh, if this were like an aggregate on the tomato meter, I would probably uh, put it pretty low. Okay, you're right. You did review it. He gave it one star. <laughs> and his very first is the first uh, like seven letters, seven words of this are Midnight Madness is a very bad movie. <laughs> 
See, this just goes to show that not even Roger Ebert could be right 100% of the time. So this is a nice seg. So, Garrett, what would you give this out of 10? Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys, I don't think it's a good movie, but it's <laughs> definitely not a bad movie. I think this is it's the perfect barometer. It is an exact five. All right. Um, I mean, I'm going to... I'm buoyed by nostalgia, and I really did think it was good. But I can also have to admit, it's not. It's not great either. I mean, it's not. A, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going giving it a seven too, and and two of those points are um, pure nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> so our score is a six point three. I'd say that's fair. I would still recommend <laughs> the heck out of this though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, Garrett. Yes, thank thank you. you